0: Hey, how you doing? Good, how you
1: doing?
0: Good. good, good Good to see you. Hey,
1: you too, how's life?
0: Life is interesting.
1: Ups and downs, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, when this all started, I was going through a lot of anxiety, more than I've ever experienced, and I started having, unfortunately, I had these like panic attacks that I was going through, and my heart was like pounding and racing, and I couldn't figure out why, and Yeah, I'd be like laying on the bed just trying to figure out how to calm myself down and um, eventually had to go see somebody to, you know, to get it taken care of. So um, blood pressure was high probably due to a lot of stress and anxiety, but I'm starting to do a lot better. And the funny thing about that whole thing, not to talk a lot about me, but um, I should be in a good place right now. There shouldn't be a whole lot of stress and anxiety, honestly. I'm with my family and uh, that's what I love the most, of course, and... uh, Just be able to watch them grow. My daughter's three. You know, you know how it is yeah. with little kids. Memories and being there is like the most important thing. So, um, you yeah. know, probably just being, um, you know, the main provider in the family has got a lot to do with that. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I had a lot of time to work on music. What about you? How's quarantine going for you?
1: Um. Well, you know, um, I released a single, um, during it. Reminiscent. Um, so. Um, it's not, you know, super, you know, like people dropping whole albums or whole mixtapes and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not doing all that, but, um, I've only, I've only ever dropped two songs. So, um, this is my second drop. Um, I was able to work on it, finish it up during, um, this time and everything. Um, I go back to my second job tonight. Okay. I'm really nervous about that. Um. I kind of don't
0: want to go. <laughs> Where, where's Where's that at? If you don't mind me asking. Um,
1: um, just um for for the purposes of the video, I'll just say a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But uh, we can go into further detail later. But
0: right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that, yeah, that brings up a whole lot of concerns, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah, just um, you know, waiting tables and and touching people's you know plates and stuff. I'm just nervous, you know. But I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, we have to go back to it. So
0: yeah. Constantly, no. wash, constantly wash hands. That's yeah. like the, I think that's the best thing. And don't touch your face, obviously.
1: Well, we have to wear the mask. That's but good. But also, the, um, the best news is uh, that it's summertime. This is the best news for me because in wintertime, my knuckles like bleed if I wash my hands like too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. an ongoing argument between Sarah and I. <laughs> we have the same problem. We can't put enough lotion on and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we always compare each other's hands to see which ones look <laughs> the driest, and, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's she, a, she does. Assembly
1: it. line with the um wash and the dry and the lotion. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And, and what's really gets bad is the uh, by your nails, where it just starts getting cut and just oh, split. Yeah. And uh, there's something that you can use for that called working hands, and, and that oh, works that really stuff. well. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, let me introduce you. This is Bell X, uh, Jenna Bell, a former student of ICB, graduate. Uh, just released a new single, "Reminiscent," which you can purchase in in stream anywhere. Right? Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And actually, I have a handy little um, uh, card to show. Oh, sweet,
0: why. sweet. Yeah. I always yeah. like deliverables. That's 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 exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, I have um, two different ones. This one is for "Forevermore." Okay. Cool. And the other one, just the last part, is reminiscent. Okay. The word is reminiscent, so I got that too, but I need
0: to get it, get it. And talk to me, once you get that, about both songs. I'm interested to hear about reminiscent, of course, but, um, you know, thank you. The other one too, um, but I know I just heard reminiscent just recently, so if you could go into that and tell me about, um, well, you sing on it, I'll I'll just go there. But you also yeah. you also rap as well, and um, so yeah. What are those songs about?
1: Okay, so um, "Reminiscen"t is a song. Um, well, okay, so the whole album is like a concept album. Okay. Um, it basically is based off of like you start out um, on the heels of a bad relationship, and um, it's going over. You know, you're about to be done, and then you meet someone new, and you start this new relationship, and then you begin to um, you know, have a great time in the relationship and, um, have also, uh, a fall in that relationship. And, um, then you begin to have, you know, a breakup with that situation as well. Um, so basically reminiscent is the second song on the album. Um, so that's like, you're remembering your former relationship and, you know, just thinking about how things used to be. And Forevermore is the seventh out of 11 songs on the album. Um, Forevermore is more about, like, um, about how sometimes when you're in love or when you're in a relationship, um, things seem a little on edge. You feel like, I'm not sure if this is going to work out right now. And I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing right now. And, and maybe I'm making a permanent decision and it's about something big. You know, um, so it's, um, it's really based off of a particular situation that happened, um, where, I'm so sorry. Please talk to him. I'm so busy. Um, it's really about a very, um, specific situation where, um, you know, there's someone who would come in and out of my life and I wasn't sure if, um, if they were ready to make the, the leap, you know, right. are we, are we doing this? Are you in? You know, and, um, that's basically, um, the point of the album that it's in where I'm like, okay, are we doing this or what are we doing?
0: Dating is really hard. I, I'm so happy that I'm married and, and cause I know what that's like. And the biggest thing for me is the walls that people put up and oh, it takes yeah. forever to feel like to get to really know that person. I, everybody has different initiatives and things like that. So, uh, different intentions uh, so I feel for you on that, and um yeah, that, that's those, those are good things to write about because I know a lot of people have gone through that, I, you know, including myself. And so you're touching a lot of hearts. You, it's it's really a, it's a really a good thing that you're putting something out there that other people can connect to. You know, I, I think that you do that well. I don't do that as well as I'd like, and so I really am inspired by you for doing that. Um, okay. You are currently in school now, correct?
1: Correct. Okay,
0: you're going to Full Sail Online, um, and you decided to continue edu- your education, which is really commendable. Um, how is that going?
1: Um, it's going good. Um, I'm, I'm slated to graduate in November. Okay. Um, I would have graduated sooner, but uh, sometimes they have these classes that are like, um low concept classes where you really don't have to give it that much go Mm -hmm. and you can like get a hundred percent. Um, and then they have lots of ones, excuse me, that are much more intense, um, that are like, man, if I don't pay a thousand percent attention, I'm not going to get a good grade. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, oftentimes they'll couple two classes at the same semester. You get like one, one class per month. Um, and if they couple the two classes, usually it'll be one class that's low concern and one class that's high concern, you know, but then at one point they tried to put two of the really difficult classes at the same time. And I had to call them like, no, 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 we're not about to do this, you know, um, you know, cause I'm a single mom working two jobs. So it's sure. like, um, you split it I up. Can't do, yeah, I can't do it all at one time. So I asked them to separate it so that I would, um, be able to give each class my full attention and absorb the information rather than just like, I mean, with online school, it's almost like you can cheat on everything. I mean, you're not really cheating because you're loud. Right. But it's like, okay, what's the question? Okay, what's the answer? Yeah. And you're just like, you know, you could just look it up and you don't have to absorb the information
0: at all. Right. It's memorization. It's just a lot, yeah, it's a lot easier
1: to um, absorb it if you're doing less.
0: Yeah. There was a point when I went there and I was on campus, but there was there was the fourth month. People were losing it because they were so stressed out, and um, thankfully I went to ICB, so some of my credits transferred. I don't know if you had that same experience. That helped out a lot. That helped out a lot, and also it made me you know feel like I was kind of on it compared to everybody else. Like I, you know I was maybe a little more experienced than some people, which made gave me some confidence. Um, what have you seen? So you from-
1: go ahead ICB first then you said
0: yes so that actually goes into my next question how how different is it from ICB to full sale positive or negative
1: Okay. okay um so um it's kind of a little bit difficult to answer because I feel like it it's different for everyone based off of what sort of background they've came from sure um like, if they, you know, grew up around someone who was just always messing with MIDI keyboards or, um, you know, Pro Tools or <clears throat> never saw the program in their entire life, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, for me, when I when I went to ICB, never saw any of the programs in my whole life. And I just was, like, so interested and so curious, you know, um, and I just wanted to know how it all worked and how do I make, how do you make music, you know? Like, that was my whole thing. Um, so... Well, I had a great time at ICB and I definitely, you know, I got my Pro Tools certification and I learned a lot, you know, and I know that my, um, I wouldn't go as far as to say expertise with Pro Tools, but um, my knowledge of Pro Tools was exponentially better than if I had just started at Full Sail. Um, I feel like at ICB, because I was so new to the whole, like, thing, that it was like, Oh, lights! Oh colors! Oh, this is so cool And like I couldn't like you know really really get it. you know what I mean. Um, but as as I had taken some time off after graduating ICB before um, going to full sale, um, I you know my program my my program crashed my computer and like I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? And I decided to go to full sale ultimately for equipment. This was the genuine reason. And I wanted to get a little bit better and get maybe, like, a credible job degree, you know? Yes. Um, this, this, you know, music is, I mean, not that I don't think I'm talented, but music is highly based off of talent. And if people don't think that you're talented, you're not going to get paid. Yeah. You know, but, like, in the audio production world, um, I was actually talking to somebody about this last night. It's less about... Um, what you're making or the quality even of what you're making and more about who's paying you.
0: Correct. Yeah. And who's listening um, and, and what's getting traffic, what's getting activity. And you're, you're right in some sense, but I swear it doesn't matter how good and talented you are. <clears throat> it's it, it, All that matters is if people <laughs> listen to you and like you. And we've seen over and over again songs on the radio um, that people are tired of or just don't like in general, but obviously they do well during surveys. So that's why they stay on the air but um <clears throat> there's crap out there and and it does well and it it's again just do you have enough drive and, and are there people that are you popular are, you know are you Did you collect a fan base that 's why I think it 's important to to start at young that 's why a lot of people think that you should start young because you have you know the high school middle school um, age where you know people are more interested in what 's hip right now what 's hot, and then you 've got friends and people that you 're more close to as opposed to as you get older. Uh, that seems to die down, especially when you have a family and you have kids. So that's I struggle with that all the time. I could talk about that forever. Um, yeah. What do you plan on doing after graduation?
1: Well, um, you know, when I initially started going to school for audio production, it was all about um, um, overcoming the... A producer situation that was not a real producer. You know, there's several different people who call themselves a producer. You have a person who pays for everything and wants the title of producer.
0: Right.
1: You have a person who makes the music or the beat maker, or the instrumentalist, composer. These are all different names for the same thing. And then you have a person yeah. who goes to someone who already has some element of talent and is like, no, I want you to sing it this way. No, I want you to do it this way, but they don't necessarily make the product. they yeah. kind of shape it they're like
0: consultants is
1: yeah yeah're they're, like. they're, yeah more like that than, a, than what I would call a producer sure um in my traditional sense, the word producer is the person who makes the music, right. so when I was um beginning my singing um you know on recordings. Um, people would always be like, "Oh, I'm a producer, baby. Oh, I'm a producer, baby. You know, I'll come to my house, you know." And I'm like, "Okay." So then I come to find out, you know, they've got one track for the music mm-hmm. and one track for my voice. And I'm like, "You didn't make this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm no I'm no no expert on Pro Tools or whatever program this is, but I can tell that there's only one track right there." Right. Um, so like the whole goal was, um, to be able to complete one of my life's ambitions, which was to self-produce my own entire album.
0: Right. Do the same thing. Um,
1: yeah. And, um, so that's, um, you know, still one of my highest ambitions. Um, and as I go through and learn more things like, um, game audio and stuff like that, um, I just hope to be able to do a job that I like. That is the only goal. Um, I'm hoping that I can maybe get my master's. Um, I don't know if I need to change, like, not change majors, obviously, at this point in the game, but, like, uh, if I would need to have a degree as a bachelor's in music production to get a master's in music production, or if a bachelor's in audio production is enough to get me in the door for a master's in music production.
0: Yeah, I think that – I would talk to admissions, but I pretty, I'm pretty, i pretty sure – because I went from music business bachelor to um, music entertainment masters. Um, so I, I'm not – I have no idea when it comes to the audio side of things, but I would definitely go for it. I would continue making music and producing your own work because it seems to be that's the best way – for you to get out there. Somebody eventually likes it, somebody big likes it, or maybe even not so big, but even has an independent label. They may want to buy your song. They may want you to, um, you know, write another song for them, um, or maybe be a consultant. And that's, that's the only way to get out there. Sitting on your hands isn't going to do it and making calls, going to bars and trying to network, they say is a good way to do it. But I think that the best thing to do is, um, have that, that music as a resume. And that's exactly what I yeah. do. That's exactly what you're doing. So keep keep doing that. Um, it would It is fun to listen to a song that somebody's working on and then how can we make it better? But I have a hard time doing that because I don't like going against the grain very much. I like to keep it natural. And I know that's a critic of a lot of people that make music that they're criticizing of me um, because maybe I didn't take a certain uh, spot out of the audio or um, eh, little things. Like it's not perfect for me and I don't really want it to be perfect, but on the other hand, if you want to make it big and you want to get on the radio and and keep up with the big boys, that probably is the best thing to do for sure. Uh, Uh, For example, hey, you know, your vocal right here at this part is not great. You know, you could work on this one section, like this tail end of a vocal could be a lot smoother. For me, I probably would just let it go and be like, you know what, I, I think that's the, the best that I have done on my own. I'm going to keep it that way and keep it real. But like I said, that's not always the best thing. And you seem to be really there's, – there are several people at ICB that were um, critical and critical thinkers but also critical in, in execution. And so that would be a great job for you. Um, what's your next release?
1: Um, my next release, let me take a gander at the progress chart here.
0: Um, awesome. I have my, that's I'll, awesome. I'll
1: give you a, I'll give you a peek because, okay. um, you know, I know this is for, you know, something, I'd like uh, to
0: see that. I'm all about that.
1: There's my, okay. Yeah. So, um,
0: nice. That's so I'll, excellent. I'll
1: read out. I don't want to get, give away too many secrets, but, sure. um, so I have a, it's based off of song title, lyrics, beat production piece export, and mix. Now, uh, beat production is also divided into verse, chorus, intro slash outro, bridge, and finishing touches.
0: Nice. And I noticed so, that lyrics were filled in, like you pretty much had that down first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do have a lot of... Well, the lyrics, I would say, are mostly the first thing that was done okay. on almost every single song. There's only... um four half blocks of lyrics that are not marked and they're really not a half because they're things like a bridge or one verse that are not completed or maybe a bridge and a verse. Yeah. Um, because a lot of these songs are actually songs that I've had written for quite some time Okay. that, um, I may have put on someone else's beat before. Right. That um, I'm trying to remake a beat and put that song onto a new beat. Right. Um, so I would say the next one is probably going to be the flagship song for the album. Um, the album is called Love Bell X. Nice. Um, and there's a song called Love. And I think that's going to be the next one.
0: And you're releasing them individually, which is cool. All Singles, that's a popular thing to do, and actually it makes it uh, you make, you're more relevant. You're releasing things consistently, and, and it kind of builds up a fan base. So that's awesome. Bridges are hard to do sometimes. I uh, always seem to do my bridges last as well. But um, one idea for if you have a hard time coming up with another verse is taking that first verse and using it again at the end. That's just a thought. Tom Petty did it a lot. A lot of other artists I know in the in the '90s were doing that, um, like Blues Traveler. I remember that. Yeah, so
1: that.
0: yeah, it's it's a good thing. It seems like it's cheating, um, but uh, I think that that first verse is always really gold, you know. And so yeah. it's good to kind of rehash it, revamp it. Just a suggestion yeah. in case you get like to that that point. That's I get to that point and I'm like, you know what? Again, I don't w- try to work real hard and spend too much time on my music because I, I I do work in a lengthy period. Like there's songs that I'm working on now that I started five, eight years ago, um, and then I have to go back and think about what that was about. Okay. And, and and so you you know what that's like. So I'll move on and uh, ask you, um, how how do you feel about live performing? Live performance.
1: Oh, live performing. Um I I love it. Um I definitely am not um a stranger to being in front of people. Yeah. Um but I um I do like get the shakes really, really bad for some reason. Um I I get the shakes like so bad sometimes.
0: Sweaty um, palms
1: I don't know if it's that so much. Like I literally just like like I'm just like you know, I don't know why it's like uncontrollable, but like once once like the bass hits, like I'm good.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. You gotta um, channel that energy once it once it starts.
1: Yeah, like I just try to like, you know, I'm I probably start sharp, you know, but like I'm just like, oh, you know, I can't wait to get it out. Ah. But um, I love it. Um, I haven't done too many live shows. Um, just because um, it seems that a lot of the people in the city who are like a promoter or the people who book the shows and get the artists to come to the shows. Um, I'm not able to work with them in a way where like I can go on when I get there. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes they'll do these things where it's like uh draw names out of the hat. Everybody mm-hmm. has to be here at such a clock. And at, at that time we'll draw names and we'll know what, who goes in what order then. And if you're not here at the name drawing, you can't be on the show. Yeah. Um, so you got to be there for and, four or five
0: hours at least. Yeah,
1: usually. and um, it's just, I'm, I mean, I'm a single parent, so I don't have anywhere to put my kid for several hours while I'm not doing anything constructive.
0: I completely um, understand that.
1: Yeah, so, like, what would work better for me on, like, the live performance circuit if it's not, like, my own show um, would be if I would have, um, you know, just uh, local promoters who would be more understanding that... Um, Set time. You know, I'm... I'm off at such and such a clock. Um, I don't know when that'll be. You know, like I'm, I'm not off at a guaranteed time because I'm a waitress. You know, so like when I'm off, I'm off, we, and then I will just come and put, in, put on the show and leave.
0: We can do that for the date music showcase, no problem. I've been giving people an allotted time. Uh, some of my mistakes have probably been getting seven or eight acts, and I need to really bring that down to five or six because mm. I assume that maybe one or two acts don't show, which does happen. But then we. Every date music showcase we've only done two, but every one it seems like it's been really packed and we've had to rush people on and off, which I think is a good thing. But it also can make some chaos. So um, I would definitely be down for getting you any time that you want it, you know. And Thank you. there, There is something else there too, and I talked to this uh, to Tay Money about this yesterday, where we need to start trying to support other artists because it is very much, and I do the same thing, I'm probably really bad about it, where, you know, I'm playing and then once I'm done I'm off. I don't see any other acts unless I'm a part of the show and I'm running the show, that's a different story. But I don't go out and see groups that I should go out and see, um, that, that were playing before COVID-19. And uh, it's, it's because I have kids, you know, and I, I, I need to be yeah. home at some point um, to be for my, not just my kids, but my wife as well. And um, at times that's a good excuse. But at other times, you know, if you want people to come to your show or listen to your music, you're going to have to give back as well. And I've known that for years and it's really... Uh, been frustrating to know that I haven't been there for other artists so that's one of the reasons I'm doing this interview and doing these interviews and doing Dayton Music Showcase is to give back and I know what it's like being an artist and not having an outlet and hopefully this gives people an outlet it's fun to talk about your music it's fun to, to promote we're just as artists I don't think we're very good at it unfortunately um, I went to school for it and I'm still not great at it but um, you know that that's a personal problem so it's not that's not everybody's issue um, do you find that to be an issue to promote? Do you-
1: to promote promote um, yourself? Yeah. Yes and no? Um, I mean, I've done some like Instagram like paid promotion or like Facebook paid promotion. Um, I mean, I got like an extra 100 followers out of like a 5-day promotion. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I I specifically market um my promotions to specific areas. Um, I always pick L.A., New York. Yes. Um, Sometimes I pick Dayton, you know, my hometown. Right. Um, And I will elect um, cities that I know my favorite artists frequent or live in. Okay. In the hopes that my favorite artists will catch wind of me. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. That's good. Yeah. And w- where do you, um, do the promotion? Do you do it through CD Baby or do you do it through TuneCore?
1: Um, no, I do my own, my own promotion. Like, um, I, I just pay for it on like Instagram. Like I do it on my, my Instagram or on okay. my Facebook. Um, okay. It, it promotes my posts. Like I'll put a post. Right. that's It's like, um, the link to my song. Um, or like I, I will try to make like a, like a PDF of, um, like I'll, like I'll make a PowerPoint basically, and then I'll take screenshots of it, and then I'll do like a multi-slide Instagram post. Okay. And the, the PowerPoint will be designed um, to either like throw people off or make people be like, that's not true, or um, wait, why is she saying this? You know what I mean? And it'll be purposefully designed. Um, like I have this one, like this specific one that I'm talking about. Um, I was like the weekend is one of my favorite musicians, yep. um, and um, I voice. went on and on in this whole like PowerPoint talking about um, the female the female weekend. Oh, here we are, you know, like um, because the thing about the weekend is this. Now, let me give you the psychology behind all this. Um, the weekend is like so renowned for his like falsetto and like he sings all these crazy like up and down and everything. And me as a vocalist, where whereas I used to have a full seven octave range with no like gaps in between, um, I did have a little illness that um, I never got this particular part of my voice back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had went to a vocal doctor and they said that I might have had a vocal node and I would need like surgery to get it removed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah.
0: Um, uh, John Mayer yeah, okay. has that problem and it comes up every every so often actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um Adele had one, they removed it and got her, you know, right back on. Right,
0: that's um, true too. Okay, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. Um, but the longer that you go with one, the more easily you can find out how to work around it in okay. your voice. Yeah. Um but I also realized that that the harder that I would try to sing these parts that I just couldn't do I was going the wrong direction. I have a really, um, not to be conceited, like excellent low register. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of females can sing as low as I can sing.
0: Sure, that's a um, plus. Yeah.
1: And, and as far as the weekend goes, like he sings all these high notes that not all men can sing. So I'm a female who sings all these low notes that not all females can sing. Female so that's weekend. Kind of like the psychology. I get it. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: Nice. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And my volume four uh, had music that I'm like man how am I going to sing to this this is this is I have to really sing you know and so it took a lot of work and I was constantly at home singing parts and, and trying to get it down um, what frustrates you about the music industry
1: um, what frustrates me the most I would say is um, untalented people being successful
0: oh my gosh it drives me nuts it drives me nuts. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, um, like I really, I'm a big fan of pronunciation. And, like, if I don't know what you're talking about on your song, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, it
0: has to be intelligible. What, yeah.
1: What are we doing? You know, like, I mean, I I will say that, like I said, my, The Weeknd is one of my favorite artists. Um, I would say definitely because of his uh, different, like, range of voice that he has and like his like stylistic things that he does but um what first got me interested was the production quality and like the bass and stuff like that and a lot of the times his lyrics are really explicit and talking about things that I'm not really into um and it's kind of a turnoff when I'm listening to it. But I realized nice. that, you know, he said those things and stuff because it sells and because yeah, a lot of the people who make these unintelligible musicians famous are into this stuff that I'm not so into. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I realized that there are really good productions with terrible artists on top of them that everyone loves to listen to because the production is just there mm-hmm. so yeah. that is one of my biggest aspirations as i produce is to make productions that even if you hate what i'm singing about you just can't help but listen to it because you just have to you just have to hear that bass drop or, or you just have to hear when that that bridge comes in or or whatever part it is that um that you loved it so much that you just have to hear it again even though you're like oh this stupid girl talking about this relationship mm-hmm. i don't care you know but you just want to hear it
0: yeah I asked people about that and one of the things I always remember is uh, somebody told me you know there's people that either listen just to the beat and there's people that just like to listen to the lyrics my mom she's a lyric person she, she 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 needs that driving beat but she really focuses on the lyrics as for me I'm a drummer by by at heart so that's really what I'm driven to is the rhythm section um uh-huh. but but you have to have it all and it kills me to write lyrics because I know that There's certain things that I talk about that has to do with my personal life that people don't want to hear, like you said, but you also have to be real, and it has to be emotional, like an actor acts. An artist needs to be real and needs to share their feelings appropriately, and I don't agree with being fake. At the same time, you could say one thing, people like the music, but you could say one thing in that song, one sentence, and it it makes people change the, the station or change the channel or say, man, I'm not really into this. So Save
1: so the more, more uh, less relatable stuff for the last
0: verse. <laughs> that's a, yes. Wow, is that not a good idea. Yeah, you want to be um, commercially satisfactory in speaking in, in like a universal tongue, uh, which yeah. is what pop music does and... So I have to sacrifice some things, you know, and I I'm I'm working on that with my next album. I'm actually trying to get better and better through every album to to get there and putting all my all my songs that are personal to the side and getting them done so I can move on to getting more commercially satisfactory. Do you have a hard time um talking to other people about your music? No. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good because i i sometimes do i'm almost embarrassed by it for some reason and i know a lot of artists are that way um to constantly trying to shove it in people's face and but that's what you have to do um i'm not surprised for you to answer that i guess that way because you have good self-confidence you are uh, a a proud person and um you know that's that's keep that going because that could take you really really far just as far as the music takes you um but um, my last question for you is, what do you like about Dayton, and how do you think Dayton can improve?
1: Okay. Um, well, I i have always liked Dayton because even though we're kind of a big city, we have like a small town feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you know everybody, and I mean, it's... It's good and bad because you're like, oh, I wanted to not see that person, you know, but, um, you know, yeah, there they are everywhere that I go.
0: Um, <laughs> Been there. Been there.
1: Like, like, like literally somebody I, I uh, knew from somewhere, um, one of their teammates from some team lived across the street from me. And so this is how they found out where I lived at. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't like people knowing where I live. So I was like, okay, I guess some people know where I live at now, you know, whatever. So, you know, move. fast forward a few years, I moved. They live out back of my house and found out where I lived again, literally as soon as I moved <laughs> stalkers, um, man um no they they already lived there, but um um,
0: that's crazy, what the, a coincidence,
1: yeah, yeah, super like I'm like, okay, why are we like entangled me and this person, you know, but um, you know, so the thing that I think Dayton could improve um is on that same topic um where. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, it's been like 20 years since like 2000. But um, you used to be able to just walk down the street. And if you were walking, and someone that you knew, which would be one in every six cars, according to science, would stop and pick you up and give you a ride to wherever you're going, right? And these days it's, I mean, it's not that simple, you know, like if, if I see someone I think I might know going down the street and I want to give them a ride, I'm like, Oh, it might not be them. I don't know. Did do they have the COVID? Uh, not going to give them a ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't blame, you know, the city for the way that society has evolved or how dangerous things are now. Um, and like how scary of a world things, you know, things have become, you know, and even people that you do know or did know, you can stop to pick them up and they're not the same person they were before they're up to something. Um, so I mean, that's, you know, that's, I just wish that we could kind of go back to that small town feel that we used to have where, I mean, you could just pick somebody up off the side of the road and give them a lift and it was no big deal. But at the same time, I, I realized how that's a little bit unrealistic with how the world has evolved and how, how prevalent drugs and violence are. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, uh, yes, goodness, Um, there's probably too much uh, fear when it comes to that, Uh, and then doesn't it create a problem when we're all in fear, and it just kind of pushes us away from each other? Um, I've seen enough forensic files myself to to be freaked out, so uh, it was like something that Sarah and I binged on for a a while, and there's some (laughs) stories that I still think of to this day.
1: I can't stand that stuff. It gets me so nervous. I
0: can't sleep at night after that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you only have kids. It's even worse, you know. So. I can't do
1: it. Yeah. I
0: can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, getting together and, and trying to bring people together is, is what's up, and hopefully we can somehow reach to that again. I, I think I think we can. I think we will. Talking to T.A. Money uh, yesterday, T.A. Money, um, this could be a really good time for people to get back out once this is all over. And maybe, maybe people will be more um, into seeing more live performances and and that growing. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm hoping that you're performing as well soon too, as well.
1: Yeah, I I would like to. Um, I wish that um, I, I have an ultimate dream that there would be a club with a daycare in it.
0: That is a good idea. That is a brilliant idea yeah well, well because yeah, it's I'm good like, for the artists and it's good for the fans too and for the audience that that's you need to continue that I might steal that from you I might if I get some money one day uh, and put a venue together that would be that would be gold they do that at YMCA's. they do it at gyms in um, other places so yeah why not why the heck not
1: why not
0: the performance venue we, we shouldn't call it a bar we should call it the performance venue performance venue, ven- yeah I, I don't <laughs> like I don't like bar I, I was at a um a car dealership. don't watch
1: your kids for you to go to the bar, but if you're going to the performance venue,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. Still serving drinks, still serving drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to a car dealership once and there was a like little daycare section actually when I was a kid and I have never forgot that. So good idea. Um, I'm going to end there cause that's brilliant and we're going to do this again. So, um, give, give me next month and I'm going to get you signed up for another call. Um, and, and thanks. Thanks for talking. I appreciate it. You're
1: welcome. Bell X. Again. Thank you. Okay.
0: Go, thanks, guys. Go listen. Go listen to Bell X. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.